Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, and that means it is time for The Art of the CEO, the show for people who enjoy the challenge of business and who want to do it a little better. I'm your host, Bart Jackson, the Hieronymus Bosch of business, and whether you are a brand spanking new CEO stepping up to the helm of a giant media corporation like Andrew, or whether you are a crusading author who is recovering from an overactive speaking tour like Annette, we are here to bring you the sage counsel of business masters to help your career and your business. Today's episode is entitled Challenging and Marketing the Deep Sea. Yes, Today, we're uh, going to talk about two risky ventures, one made by Dr. James Cameron into the deepest, most mysterious depths of our planet's ocean, and the other made by a filmmaker who's brought this exploration to the surface and has recorded his exploits for everyone to see, and has himself explored and discovered an absolutely marvelous method for marketing uh, documentaries and other films in the shark-eat-shark world of cinema production. So today we are very fortunate to have with us as our guest, veteran filmmaker and um, excellent marketer, Mr. James Burke, who is the marketer and distributor of the feature-length documentary, James Cameron's Deep Sea Challenge, a film you truly do want to see, by the way. You, you really have to. In his previous life, James was an actor turned filmmaker, and he has currently founded Disruptive L.A., <laughs> I love that name. Disruptive LA, which helps independent filmmakers use scientifically based inter- and interactive marketing strategies to get their films all before us. But before we show you how a company really should be marketed and inspired, let me take a few moments to supply you out there with a few utensils for our Feast of Wisdom. First, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you individuals hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you each with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. And that is the most important position you will ever hold in your career. Will this be the day that you take pause and remember those who have helped you along your career path and perhaps stretch out your own helping hand? Or will you just shrug off such thoughts and plow back down and get on with business? The choice is truly yours. Secondly, it is time to dip into a little laughter and take a scriptural recitation from 101 Best Business Quips. So let me pull out the book here, and I am thumbing through. Here we are. Okay, here we are. Here we are. This is number 75. At the shareholders' dinner, the CEO rose to the podium, pointed to me, and said, Now here is a man who needs no introduction. And then he sat down <laughs> as an afterthought in order that you may avoid such uh, awkward flounderment, before your next speaking event, why not send a brief bio to both the event host and the company uh, newsletter editor? Hopefully that'll get you noticed. And the third utensil, perhaps we should call today's utensil the veracity knife, we will give you the answers to last week's business quotation. Now today, before we leave the air, we'll broadcast another quotation, and we invite you to email us the name of the author, as you believe he or she to be. So if you're right, we will announce your name on the air and send you an utterly fabulous gift. And so this week, the author of, of I'm, last week's quote, that is the individual who said, chase the vision, not the money. The money will end up following you. That was none other than the CEO of Zappos, the company that seems to be able to sell 
everything, Mr. Tony Hesay. Now, let us dig into today's feast and call upon the expertise of that movie distributor and innovative marketing guru, Mr. James Burke. James, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Bart. Thanks for having me on. Oh, well, this is going to be a lot of fun for us. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I just want you to know, we have here a creator of a very soul-enticing film, well, the marketer, and he he and his firm were in on it right from the beginning, James Cameron's Deep Sea Challenge. Now, we don't often get a chance in cinema these days to witness a world-class exploration all splayed before us. James, could you give us kind of an executive summary of Deep Sea Challenge? What's it all about? Sure. So uh, James Cameron, uh, director of Avatar and Titanic, after he made Avatar, he took seven years off, and with a team of scientists and engineers, he built a submarine that he solo piloted down to the deepest part of the oceans, seven miles down in the Mariana Trench. Oh, gosh. Uh, And to give you a sort of a, a context for that, if you took the uh, Mount Everest and you flipped it over and put it in the Mariana Trench, there'd still be 7,000 feet left to the bottom. So it was quite an extraordinary feat. By the way, for those of you who have uh, been on Everest, you normally start kicking in uh, oxygen at 26,000 feet, and Everest is 29. So what, what we're saying here, imagine the depths to which this man has plummeted and explored. Go ahead. And, yeah, so uh, well, my I, com- I see. Go ahead. Mike, I was just going to say, my company, Disruptive LA, is the is the distribution and marketing company for for Deep Sea Challenge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, James, other than the fact that you you really need groceries and your mortgage payment taken care of, could give us all here uh, two or three good reasons to go see this film. Sure. Um, I think the, the the first and foremost, it's 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 a truly inspiring movie. By that I mean um, for this one man to take on this venture. It's really, the movie really is about how this has been his lifelong dream since he was a boy. He's always been fascinated by the oceans. He's done over 80 submersible dives, and you see some of that oh in, the, in the movie as well, including mm. t- he's, the ruins of Titanic and the ruins of yeah, Bismarck. Yeah. Um, I think the second reason, which kind of dovetails with that, is, is just the danger aspect. Um, it's kind of an on, on the uh, edge of your seat movie because y- you watch him do these test dives, one of which he, he, um, he has all these failures and he's on the bottom. Uh, I, I can't remember, it's tw- I think it's a, he was at uh, something like 16,000 feet. Yeah. Um, so the danger aspect is also really fascinating. Even though you kind of know that he, he survives, um, you still go along the ride, and I think it, it, the audiences seem to really, really love that. Um, and then the final thing I think would be the, um, that um, he actually found 68 new species when he was down oh, doing all wonder. of those uh, dives wonder. that he was doing. Yeah, yeah it's it really oh. quite amazing. In fact, one of those... Um, creatures that he found, which was this new species, excretes some kind of a serum that they're using in clinical trials for a cure for Alzheimer's. Um, so it's pretty oh extraordinary what he Boy, accomplished. Oh, my Congress use that? Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I think, I, and, and I, I, what you're saying here is, ladies and gentlemen, we, haven't, we don't have uh, very frequently in our own history an Admonson or a um, 
Scott Fisher or a, a climber of uh, Sir Edmund Hillary, that we actually can get to see and see the whole process of uh, um, and an exploration and the drive of the man behind it. If you and your children need a little inspiration, it sounds like this is something that uh, might beat the heck out of some uh, Hollywood fantasy. That's just my own personal feeling. Um, James, uh, you started off as an actor, I believe, and then began making your own films. First, could you give us a title of a few of the uh, films that, that you made? Sure. sure. So my, my, my niche is has been kind of... Uh, uh, smaller budgeted movies that name actors would uh, do because they're passionate about it or because it stresses right. them. So I did 13 conversations about one thing with Matthew McConaughey and Amy Irving and Alan Arkin, John Turturro. I did Levity with Billy Bob Thornton and Morgan Freeman. And, uh, <laughs> I bet that was a kick. <laughs> that was a kick. That was great, actually. Uh, and I did, uh, what's another one? Uh, Aurora Borealis with Donald Sutherland, Juliette Lewis, and Josh Jackson. Oh, I always like Sutherland. I, 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 I have done some work on this, and uh, I was wondering if you could give the audience a thumbnail sketch, not of what a film entails, and by that I mean what are just a few of the labors that go into a film that a lot of folks who watch might never consider. That's a great question. <laughs> um, I, uh, you, I, I got fascinated once I started producing films. One of the things that fascinated yeah. me was that there was that I never realized how much of the sound in the movie is either uh-huh. something that's been enhanced and a, and a lot of it is actually created not from the filming. And there's, uh-huh. there's someone called a Foley artist uh-huh. who will sit, sit in a big room and uh-huh. watch the movie silently and will have all these props around and will create <laughs> actual um, effects like uh, everything from peop- uh, you know uh, uh, forks and knives, the sound of China, the the oh, um, um, they, the, they have the like coconuts 50... making hoofbeats on, on the it, it, exactly. That's ex- <laughs> and it really is that. I remember oh, I, one one movie I worked on, and I went into the to watch the Foley artist. I was fascinated by. Uh-huh. He had like fifty pairs of shoes. And then he had all sorts of surfaces, these like squares, and oh, he would walk course, on it yeah. with the, with the different different shoes. And 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 in this movie, he had to do snow, so he had to bring oh in yeah. snow and walk on it with boots on, and take the sound okay, and yeah. send it to the designers. Oh, thank you, oh, boy. Thanks for bringing that up. That 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 is is again, it's one of these things that we just don't consider. James. In in my callow youth, uh, I wrote PR for Oscar-nominated documentaries and then went on to write uh, several scripts that uh, got uh, in into the theaters, whose copies I'm still trying to buy up. What I kept seeing was that unless you can get uh, your documentary on a TV as a series or something like this, your hopes for payback are somewhere between slim and, slim and none. Now, that's what I saw. Is, is that still true? 
I think that is for, for, it, it's certainly true of the box office. Most people don't realize that, right. other than a few of the big, big, you know, sp- Spider Mans, most movies um, in, do not make their money back on box office. They make it on DVD and uh. VOD and the other thing. And the reason you go into theaters, and, and, and another thing people may not know, is that there are approximately 5,000 movies made every year, and only 500 get into the theaters. And oh. those, the vast majority of those 500 do not make their money until... But what you're doing is you're trying to brand your movie, right? Because every, each movie is its own brand. And so what you're trying to do is yes. get press. So, so, for example, on Deep Sea Challenge, we were really lucky because we had James Cameron. So he got, we, we were able to get him on The Tonight Show and The Today Show and Colbert's show, the Charlie Rose. So we got a ton oh, of press and branded our movie, which is not going to get its money back in box office, theatrical box uh-huh. office. But, but the hope is we, people, a lot of people know about this movie, so they're going to want to buy it when, it when it comes out into DVD and, and uh, video on demand. I think this is something, and... and Ladies and gentlemen, this is a, a, a quill pen moment, and I'm putting that down. I wish you would dip your pen in your inkwell and write this down, that we all tend to think of the main stream uh, of, of revenue for our product. Uh, Prometheus Publishing puts out books, and so therefore we put them in bookstores, and therefore people buy them. Okay. Um, there, uh, people go to the, the movie theater to see movies, and that's where they make money. That's that's a fraction of it, and what percentage it is is really irrelevant. There, the point that James is making here is that the ways to monetize your product are limited only by your imagination and the creativity. There's new technologies coming out, new ways to show films, and there is a new way to show your product, whatever it is. So I ask you uh, to listen to James' examples and uh, consider that for your own firm. And uh, just as one more thing, I, I wanted to sort of bring this up. Now, uh, James, you're you're pretty jowls deep in the Hollywood scene, and um, I myself have no real uh, acting ability whatsoever. And I think that I'm very good looking, however, and I, I'm really trying to work and create a good substance abuse habits. So, do you think I have uh, any of the ingredients for a good movie career here? <laughs> uh, uh, I think as long as you drive a Rolex and are willing to run over paparazzi, I think you'll fit in perfectly. Oh, jeez. Oh, nice. You really, I want you to know, you really are painting a marvelous picture of, uh, of our uh, pop culture icons. We, we really, or rather they're doing it themselves without any help from us. Thank you very much. It's, uh, it's sort of an amazing thing. Now, just to make sure that we know, um, where can, uh, if I want to see uh, the Deep Sea Challenge, James Cameron's Deep Sea Challenge, where do I go? How do I, how do I view it? Uh, so, so it, it was in theaters. It, it opened in the in the beginning of uh, August and stayed through August in the theaters. Um, it's out of theaters now, but November 11th it will um, land uh, on DVD. Um, Walmart has an exclusive, which we're thrilled about because they're the biggest oh, yeah. distributor of DVDs. So we're happy, and they like it because it's they think of it as a holiday. Uh, uh, buy. Oh, so of course. We're, yeah. we're excited about that. So, and then, and then, about a week later, you'll be able to get it on video and demand and iTunes and other uh, ancillary markets. Oh my gosh! So I can sit here in in uh, with watch it on my desktop, and uh, of course, for, for me, 
movies, the, the bigger the screen, the better. But that's uh, uh, particularly something as vast as this. But I, I think uh, I think this is a great idea. And uh, so I hope you folks take note about this. Ladies and gentlemen, um, loath as I am to staunch this flow, we have come to the midpoint of our feast. So I'm going to invite us to take a brief sorbet. And it is time to introduce the company by whose good graces we are here today. And that firm is Prometheus Publishing, creator of, among other things, Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides. And you may visit them at bartsbooks.com, B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com. And you can explore a wide wealth of very practical wisdom from business masters through through their books. Uh, Prometheus Publishing would also like to invite those enjoying today's show to take a look at two of their books. Uh, First is called Finish Your Book. It's a time management guide for writers by Mrs. Karen Hodges Miller and uh, Laurette Pruden. These offer you uh, marvelous, um, well, for all the mental manuscriptors out there, there's, you know, all these folks have got some book in mind. Here are some practical tactics for battling that giant empty white page. And it's it's really worth uh, browsing through that one. And another book, which so many of our listeners have been visiting, is entitled, So That's How They Do It, Tactics from Business Masters. Here's a guide that tells you how the very best got that way, how they stay that way, and how you too might employ their tools and uh, join them right up there on top. So if you'd like either book, uh, please visit the bartsbooks.com and and browse the bookstore. Ladies and gentlemen, and for those who are using earbuds at work to listen to us in the office, we are back with our very insightful Mr. James Burke. And James, uh, I'd like to go into a little bit about what Disruptive LA is doing and why it's new. Now, um, I know that the mar- as, as you have implied earlier, that the marketing of films has defeated many a great filmmakers. The the showing is of, of a film is at very least a national proposition for an independent filmmaker uh, like yourself when you were starting out without a giant studio ad budgeting uh, pushing things behind you. Um, and other and before the advent of disruptive LA, what were some of the standard marketing techniques for for the individual filmmaker trying to get them? In other words, the uh, the four thousand five hundred of the, of the uh, <laughs> of the other filmmakers. What were, what were yeah. some of the standard techniques? Yeah, the, well, the standard techniques used today in 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 movies is is based on demographics, so men, uh-huh. women, young, and old. So you've heard the term chick flick before. Right. So they might, some distributor might get a film and say, I think this is good for women. Let's market it to, say, women 30 to 45. And mm-hmm. um, the only problem is, as you alluded to, is that they, they're acting like the big studio um, uh, uh, budgeted movies like Spider-Man and Batman where they have $150 million dollars. They can carpet bomb everybody and reach all the eyeballs they need. But in the independent world, when you don't have that kind of money, you can't do that. And so what we're trying to do, uh, what we are doing at at Disruptive LA, is a much more targeted approach to marketing film. Okay. Now, so let's let's check in. uh, 
this is so we can't go the big avenue because we can't put a, a Batman T-shirt on on every kid from from age seven to to twenty seven. Um, so we're we're gonna have to find something else. And the Burke brainstorm comes in. Disruptive LA is formed, and all of our, all of marketing for independence film has changed forever or something. Uh, so as I understand, you had. Let, let's get the start of the company. You had two Chris's helping you formulate this company. Tell us about the team a little bit. Sure. Um, so uh, the, the first Chris is uh, Chris Miller, um, and he's been a producer in Hollywood for many, many, many years. Um, at the time that the other Chris, Chris Keeney and I approached Chris Miller, Chris Miller was quite the hot uh, producer in Hollywood. He had just made Eyes of March with George Clooney and End of Watch oh with J- Jake Gyllenhaal, which he made for $6 wow, million dollars wow. across the $100 million mark. Um, and we really Gosh. went out there just for advice. Um, and and uh, he liked the, the um, what we were um, up to, and so he, he quit his job the next day and, and, and uh, uh, joined, joined us. And the other partner is Chris Keeney, um, who um, over the course of 14 years built – uh, a marketing agency, Rosetta Marketing, that oh, has sure. become the, la- the la- largest interactive marketing agency in the country. Um, and he built that around um, a patented approach called personality-based segmentation, um, of which we've applied that, that personality-based segmentation to film. So you have a film oh, that's, personality. Okay. Let's, I'd like to sort of get a, get a grip on it. I mean, you've got... You've got People like, like like the followers of Christ dropping everything and, and following you, and I think that's Grant. What tell us about this disrupt the, the marketing approach that you just described? I, I take it that's your sort of core. Give it. What exactly does it mean? What is the segmented approach? Go ahead. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So the so we built this segmentation, and again, it's this patented, and it's this big long questionnaire to thousands and thousands of people. And what it teased out were five segments of film personalities. And you can kind of think of it as psychographics. Um, so like, I love that. Yes. So, Sounds so, very Hitchcockian, you know, but go ahead. Yes, yes, exactly. You, um, so you have a – let's uh, give, use another example. It's cell phones. You wouldn't want to message um, your marketing to somebody who has an iPhone the same way as you do to somebody who has an Android. They're different personalities, different cell phone mm, personalities. Okay. So we right. you also have film personalities. So one end, end of the spectrum oh. would be uh, I'm a, my personality is I only go to blockbuster movies. The other end would be I only go to art house movies. And there's lots right. of traits right. inside there that, that got teased out. And, and we, what we care about of those five segments were two segments we call advocates and explorers. And there are 210 okay. million people between the ages of 16 and 70, 70 in the United States and of those, the advocates and explorers are 25 million of those. And what? Okay, now what is, is what is an advocate and explorer? What what? How are they different from the rest of us who just uh, drop our dollars in and, and go see the flick? Yeah, that's the right question. Um, so <laughs> they they they're different, but they do share three things in common, and that's why they're important to us. And that is okay. that the advocate the advocates and explorers go to movies early. They uh-huh. like to eva- they like to evangelize on behalf of a movie and others spread word of mouth. They like the power of that, right. and and they're on social media a lot. 
So you oh, can see, uh-huh. you can see where a, a lot of what we are doing is is in the digital world and in the social media world to basically take get to those targets, the advocates and explorers, get them to the movie, and then get them talking about it and spreading word of mouth. It's a much more targeted approach and a much more cost-efficient approach. Okay, I I, I hear what you're saying. I kind of like it, but. Uh, frankly, my school teachers always taught me that science, as you call this, is, uh, is uh, as experiments and <clears throat> worked out with a controlled number of variables. And it seems like you're taking the whimsy of public taste here. So um, I, I get the, the, the innovative ideas. I, I, I mean about the, the, the breakdown. But are, how do you know you're not just throwing darts at a board like every other marketer? That's a great question. And, and I would say it's, there is a certain amount of, you know, just human nature um, that you're pointing to. Um, but okay. our, the reason we call it scientific is, is that we feel it's more scientific than the carpet bombing of demographics, the way that, that it's done now, because of how targeted and we've really proven it. Uh, this is our second film. Our first film was a film called Afternoon Delight, which won Best Director at Sundance. And we, we, we felt that the, um, uh, we wanted to know if we were right that the advocates and explorers would come in higher numbers than the other segments for this movie. Mm. And so we did exit polling where we, we, um, oh. when people left the theater, they took what's called a segment on the fly questionnaire, which is just a yeah. boiled down version of segment. It's only twelve questions. The old Thalberg idea. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. And then and then we have a, a very sophisticated algorithm called a typing tool, which we put it into the computer and it spits out what segments each person are. And in this case, in Afternoon Delight, um, there were twice as many advocates and explorers than the other segments, and those people were three times more likely to recommend the film to a friend. So no we felt we had our proof what? point that we were able to get to the targets, and, we, and, and uh, we, we proved that to be right. James, I wanted to, to, I, to get to some of your incredibly clever uh, interactive methods that you had of, I, I, I understand, uh, that I could uh, go on, on and take my own deep-sea challenge and see how far I could sink before my little cart exploded online. But uh, what I'd really like to, to do, as, as we're, because we are uh, coming toward, toward the end, I'd like you to, to, to say you've got this interactive aspect of your marketing. Can you tell us just a little bit about this and how our listeners might, are in their own companies, turn their um, marketing toward a more interactive uh, message. Uh, do, you, do you see what I'm saying? Could you do that for yep. us? Sure, sure. Yeah, so most of the marketing that we do for films lives in the digital space, in the social media right. space. And it's designed to do two things. One is to speak to the advocates and explorers. So one of the things that we do is we do focus, we show the movie to focus groups. So we recruit advocates and explorers using that uh, segment on the fly tool over the phone. They come into the theater. We re-screen them to make sure we know that they are the advocates and explorers. And then we put them in to, to watch the movie, and then we have a conversation with them and tease out what message would make people like them want to go see this movie. 
Um, and that's another, oh. different, that's another differentiation from us from the way most focus groups. Most focus groups only care about how did you like the film, would you recommend it to a friend. Yeah, we don't ask right. that until the end. We ask questions to tease out what it is that they liked about the, the film and then Good message around you. that. Yeah, so that's I, it seems like you're really putting out things that uh, you're putting out. It's all a question of the right questions. You're, you're asking what you really need to know that allow you to adapt your whole connection with the potential audience out there. And that's really what we all need to be doing in marketing, and it's a good law to, uh, to take home at this point. James, I am sorry that we're coming to the end. Just tell me, in, could you tell me in one brief sentence, you have another film coming up, what's the name of it and what's it about in one sentence? Uh, well, that's going to be hard. All right, uh, <laughs> uh, we have a film that's called Juveniles, um, and it's um, a, a film about a mobile um, uh, uh, sort of um, a very impoverished white mobile home, um, and it's a kind of a f- family drama, and, um, and it stars uh, Mickey Rourke. Okay, I thank you very much. James, you really have enlightened us. And so, ladies and gentlemen, now as we round out the show, let me leave you with today's business quotation. Who was it who said, it's easy to make a buck, it's a lot tougher to make a difference? Hint, the individual who, who, who said that has made quite a difference in the way we view mo- mo- our news for more than two decades. And finally, as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, I just... Uh, want to say, if you really want to make God laugh, tell him your own plans. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, I thank you. It has been a privilege. And I want to thank James Burke very much. And I hope you will see the film. I thank you all. Goodbye.